Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, what's up? Uh, it's it's late, but yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm amped. I'm amped up. Yeah, you're fired up, buddy. Oh, pretty fired up. You know, uh, I went to play sports trivia tonight without you. Yeah. How'd uh, that go? You know, they they put Rob on my team, uh, white wine Rob. Okay. And I'll tell you what, we were two down going into the the last page and one up going into the final question. Wow. Couldn't pull it out in the end though, but it was pretty fun. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're uh, keeping up the good fight while I'm gone. I, uh, of course on Wednesday night, I'm inspiring the youth, Scott. You sure are. Keep keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got them to change. Once the hockey game was over, I got them to put the curling on. So yeah. So uh, I had a good view. Yeah, the Canada Cup is underway out there in Leduc, Alberta. First of our daily coverage here on the podcast will be with you about this time every night, uh, around midnight Eastern time, and we'll post it uh, hopefully by 1 a.m. each day, (laughs) not later than that. Uh, So, Scott, uh, you know, it's a miracle that I'm even here because this night draw was a bit of a snoozer after... (laughs) The uh, the the feature game, the TV game there, Kevin Cooey cracks a four in the sixth, and that pretty much did it for the evening draw in any drama. Yeah, and that that was such a beauty shot, Sean. I was saying, uh, at the bar there, I was saying, uh, you think the triple's there for three? And turns out it was there for four. Yeah, uh, I thought, oh, I don't know if you can hit it hard enough, but uh, I should have known better than to doubt the power of Kevin Cooey. Yeah, he just whips it down there, and uh, you know, after in the the fourth end, too, the team sort of gets a three, seemingly out of nowhere. You know, Jacobs was in good shape there in mm-hmm. the fourth end as well, and Cooey is able to crack a three. They go three one four uh, to really bust that game wide open. And at that point, they said it on the broadcast, Scott, that jacobs the team was deflated they they just didn't really have anything left after that point uh, they get forced in seven do get a steal in eight but ultimately not really much drama there and a very nice win for kevin cooey to wrap up a, a perfect opening day for him yeah a long day uh there for for jacobs they're not playing a split day but you know two games in relatively short succession uh granted their game against glenn howard it seemed like they had it pretty well in hand most of yep. the way through in the afternoon. Um, one thing I want to talk about today, Sean, uh, looking at you know the men's side, not a lot of surprises. Brad Gushu got off to a bit of a slow start. Looks like they had problems reading the ice in that first game. Brad might have had a couple of unmatched stones uh, based on the way they were talking, but they managed to right the ship uh, and come back in the afternoon draw and beat Matt Dunstone. Pretty close game still, but it seemed like they were starting to get their legs under them. Yeah, uh, I think a needed win for Brad Gushu there really didn't have it this morning in that first game, losing mm-hmm. 10-4 to, to 
Botcher, as you mentioned. Uh, so really, uh, you know, it's hard to say the second game in, in a round robin is a must win, but such a short event here, you, you can't really afford to go 0-2. No, and especially if you're eyeing the schedule as as Brad Gushu, I'm sure, I'm sure does, you know, I'm sure he digests the whole thing before the event. Um, it, that That's a game that's, you, you pretty much check off as a, oh, we, we're going to win that one. you got to win that game against Matt Dunstone. I know Dunstone beat them in the final earlier this year, but if you have if you have hopes of winning this this event, that's a game that they have to win, and especially yeah. dropping an early one to to Botcher, who incidentally on the other side uh, of things looks really good, looks in a groove. Yep. Two big wins, two good wins today uh, for them. Yeah, definitely a solid day for Botcher. And overall on the men's side, like you say, nothing really that surprising coming out of the men's side. Botcher and Cooey get through unscathed at 2-0. Dunstone and Howard uh, fall 0-2. The other three teams in the middle there at 1-1. So if you were to handicap it at the start of the day, that's probably where you would have set it up. And it'll be interesting now, of course, to see what happens Tomorrow, Gushu gets Glenn Howard in the evening game, Epping in the afternoon. So it's a situation here where maybe we have a case of maybe the, the Gushu-Jacobs game on Friday will ultimately figure it will determine the, the third men's playoff team. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that, that might do it. Looking into this, Gushu's also got Cooey on Friday in the last draw, Friday evening. So... Two big games there on Friday. Uh, if I give anybody a chance to to you know keep learning throughout the week, it's going to be Team Gushu. So yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So I don't know. Anything else on the men's side stand out to you, Scott? Uh, to be honest, not really. Everything shakes out sort of how we had it. To be honest. All right. So then let's shift over to the women's side, Scott. I took one. Well, actually, I took two notes today. Two notes uh, Let me hear that him. I wrote down in my book. One, all caps, and I tweeted this, Cheryl F. Bernard. <laughs> and the other one, also all caps, Jennifer WTF Jones. Yes. Jennifer Jones, 0-2. This is my story of, uh, of the day from the women's side, maybe from the entire event. Jennifer Jones going 0-2. Losing a game to Team Scheidegger and uh, Cheryl F. Bernard, as you, <laughs> as you do so, so eloquently tweeted. Also, losing this game to Carrie Anderson. Now we always used to say Jennifer Jones had Carrie Anderson's number. Yeah. Carrie Anderson broke through last year, beat her a couple times, and it, now it looks like the tables are turned. That was a huge. It was a five she banged out in the uh, in the eighth end. Is that right? Yeah. So she was able to crack a triple. So intern, it's intern shot through a hole and is able to get a triple for the five. They were talking on the broadcast that they didn't think Russ didn't think that they had seen the shot there, but. They clearly had, and he, she's able to put it through. Everything's in the back of the house for Jennifer Jones at that point. Yeah. And just a, a absolute pistol by Carrie Anderson to get the five and eight, and his handshakes at that point. Jennifer Jones down at 69% in the game. 
the high player in the game there is Caitlin Laws at 97%, but Jennifer Jones yeah, just didn't have it today. Yeah, it seems, you know, it, it's not it's not good to get off to an 0-2 start ever, but against those two teams that you think, okay, we probably have a good chance of beating them based on pedigree. At this event we talked before, you know, nothing's a given. Yeah. But uh, seeing Jennifer Jones there at 0-2, and seeing Rachel Holman also at one and one, uh, you know, with all due respect to Team Scheidegger and Team Flurry, they're not the teams that you would have expected to see at the top of the standings after day one. one no, of, I, no, but let's let's just say this about Cheryl Bernard before we just shove off on what she did because beating Jennifer Jones this morning, very very impressive in that game what they were able to put together. And then they dismantled Carrie Anderson mm-hmm. in that game tonight. And, and it wasn't a case, now it wasn't the TV game, but it was a case every time they looked over, the pressure was on Carrie Anderson. Now she missed a couple easy ones, but they were easy, easy-ish ones against multiple points and or against multiple stones. So really solid performance up and down the lineup by the Scheidegger team. Cheryl Bernard had it going today. And what I loved about it is when they win and Anderson concedes there that obviously team Anderson forgot the rule or didn't care about the rule that you're supposed to play eight ends and Anderson shakes and they start to go up the ice and, and the Scheidegger team's like, Hey, we're supposed to play eight. And the official says, don't worry about it. Cheryl Bernard was apologizing up and down. Like she was apologizing to the Anderson team as they were shaking hands. She apologized to the official. She was just like, she was in peak Cheryl Bernard form. And it was a a beautiful thing to see. And if you look at the playoff picture, she really has to go two and two over the next four. And they, you know, four, four wins is enough in this event. Usually, uh, to make the playoffs. So this really bodes well for her. She still gets uh, Flurry and Silvernagel on Friday. Tomorrow is Carrie Holman. You, you, I, I'm guessing because there is nobody else in the booth with Russ and Vic. And, you know, honestly, I think two wins is nice for Cheryl Bernard. Her not being in the booth is evidence of how good and necessary she is in the booth, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had a great day all around, but it, I, I'm assuming that TSN just figured, oh, she'll miss the playoffs. She'll be there for Saturday and Sunday. But really, just I think Cheryl Bernard won today, both on the ice and off the ice. Yeah, absolutely. Three games a day for for Vic and Russ. Ooh, this is going to be tough. At least it's only, you know, three days of of three games a day. Yeah. Hopefully there's no tiebreakers Saturday morning. Uh, and if there is, you know, I hope they can pump some extra oxygen there into the <laughs> into the booth. But uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying there. I also want to give a shout out, Sean, to the person that Cheryl Bernard is replacing, Casey Scheidegger. Uh, yes. They have a new addition to the family. Yes. Uh, baby Riker was born either yesterday or the day before so uh good on that big congratulations to the family there yes, and exciting uh, times. and you know 
the way that Cheryl's going, you know, maybe take a little extra time on that uh, maternity <laughs> leave there. Uh, yeah, her spot might be in doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. With, with, with this team. Uh, so, yeah, so, so a great day there. Uh, Jennifer Jones, to the struggles, I'm not going to count them out. I'm also going to ask one question, Scott. Uh, I, I didn't realize that uh, Suzanne Burt had qualified for this game <laughs> or for this event. Uh, 23 points for Tracy Flurry today, just running roughshod over Silvernagle and Chelsea Carey. Yeah, it seemed like every time uh, there was a chance to put the rock in the right spot, Team Flurry was doing that. Uh, they're capable, right? They're capable of doing this, but what's going to come into consideration is are they able to sustain, right? Yeah. Can they sustain this kind of pace going forward? One of the things that they mentioned on the broadcast there this afternoon that I caught was, you know, when Cheryl Bernard went to the Olympics in 2010, uh, they were pretty defensive. Yeah. And so Jennifer Jones maybe thought, oh, let's try to junk it up and see if Cheryl can deal with it. Obviously, listen, Cheryl Bernard is world-class player. She's been uh, looking at curling for the last few years as a as a broadcaster, knows what's up, and is able to make the shots. And so uh, maybe a bit of a miscalculation by, by Team Jones. But if we're seeing all this offense, I think it's going to make for a really fun next couple of days and into the weekend. Yeah, and, and so far it has been. Today was a, a lot of fun and very much looking forward to what is coming up the rest of the week. So, Scott, tomorrow, what are you looking for? So I'm looking to see, uh, first of all, if uh, Team Scheidegger can come out and continue this pace. Unfortunately, they've got the morning and then afternoon draws. So, you know, it, it's going to be a, a tight turnaround for them. But I also want to see uh, Rachel Holman in the same spot playing two games early and afternoon tomorrow. I want yep. to see if Rachel Holman can go 2-0. and If they go 2-0, and uh, I think they're in good shape. 1-1 one one after today. I think 2-2 two and two after tomorrow, it, it might be it might be too much to overcome. It'll, it'll be tough for sure. They do get Tracy Fleury in the morning. I hope that's a TV game. That will be a lot of fun uh, to follow along in there. Uh, you'll also look with uh, Jennifer Jones coming in in the afternoon. She gets Robin Silvernagel in that afternoon draw. See if they can right the ship there. I, I think on the women's side, the, the women's side is going to be a lot of fun given the two teams that went 2-0 and today. And uh, I, I'm really excited to see what happens on the women's side. Mm-hmm. On the men's side, you know, I mean, it's it's fun. It's I don't um, think it's, but it's not quite the same level of intrigue at this point. I don't think. No, I I am eyeing that Botcher Cooey game tomorrow night, seven o'clock. If that's not on TV, uh, I I mean, I'd be really surprised. Tomorrow morning's TV game, uh, for the record, Sean will be Chelsea Carey against Casey Scheidegger, A.K.A. Cheryl Bernard. We'll see if they say anything negative about Cheryl Bernard. I yeah. I, I'm interested to hear that, Sean. Yeah. I, I'd like to hear them say something negative. Yeah, that that would be fine. Uh, and, and, yeah, okay, fine. It's not the game I would have picked, but uh, that's fine. Uh, and I think tomorrow afternoon, the Epping Gushu game, Mm-hmm. That that's one to earmark too, given the the, uh, the records right now. And if if Gushu can win that, 
it's not quite the end of John Epping for this event, but that would be a serious blow to, to Team Epping. So I'm, I'm going to guess that that's the TV game in the afternoon. Yeah, they'd be behind the eight ball if that uh, happened for sure. So, Yeah, so, uh, so you know, it's a fast and furious event, and the teams that needed to get off to good starts for the most part have. The teams that we expected to do well on the men's side, I think we had it handicapped pretty well. On the women's side, it uh, busted open by Cheryl Bernard and Tracy Fleury today. So a lot of fun coming up Thursday and Friday. Only three days of full round robin action out there in Leduc. Yeah, that's it. That's all. We'll be back again tomorrow night to wrap up a bit of what happened during the day. Uh, I might blog a bit tomorrow. I'm I'm off. I got a few things I got to get done. Uh, I'm going to be watching some football, watching some curling. So uh, check out GameStonesPod.com and see if I decided to put anything up. I'll tweet about it if I do. Beauty. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to our American friends. Enjoy the day. And to follow along for the rest of the week, if you have not yet, of course, do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. And as Scott mentioned, follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. And you can find Scott there at Scott Lakes TV. And I am at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And always, you can get in touch with us at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So, Scotty, sleep fast, buddy. And to you, Sean. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow night. Thanks for joining us and enjoy all the action on Thursday. But until we talk to you again, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.